1: All right, Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman of Behind the Steel Curtain, and it's time for another episode of the Steelers Preview as we get you all geared up for Week 18 against the Cleveland Browns at Acrisure Stadium. There's a lot on the line in this game. We're going to talk about that and a lot more. Joining me as always, Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave?
2: not too much Jeff you uh you you look like a a tired gym teacher or something like that someone who has to (laughs) go go back after uh, a couple weeks off of on vacation
1: Thursdays are long days no matter what I'm doing in my other (laughs) job so yeah Brian Anthony Davis what's up Brian who would have thunk all this boys who would have thunk it (laughs) uh not me not me I laughed at anyone that brought up the term playoffs even even before the Ravens game in week 14 but Let's talk about the AFC playoffs. Let's get this show on the road, and we've got a lot to discuss. Uh, for those of you that want up to stay up to date on what's happening with the NFL and the AFC, uh, rumors and reports as of this being recorded are that the NFL is, is going to have a ruling on the suspended Bengals and Bills game from Monday night, and that they're probably going to rule it a no contest, and then they're going to go to winning percentage or something like that uh, for the seeding. They're also contemplating having the AFC championship game in a neutral site. Uh, Indianapolis has been discussed as the location. Uh, that's just been one area that's been tossed out there. It's also right in the middle of Kansas City and Buffalo in terms of travel distance. And I think that's kind of what they're looking at to assume that maybe that's where the two teams will be coming from. But still, uh, this is going to not really going to impact the Steelers too much. just want to lay that out there. But I want to talk with you all about the scenario that needs to take place. For the Steelers to get in, we know the Steelers need to win. We know that the Jets need to beat the Dolphins. Let's talk about that game first. Everyone thought it was gonna be Mike White. It might not be Mike White now. Uh, reports had a New Yorker that Mike White might not be the quarterback. I don't know if they go to Flacco or if there's another quarterback that I don't even know is on the is the uh who's the guy that uh Zach Wilson is he still on the roster? Or is he on ninja reserve or what? Is he an option? Dave, what what's going on? You know?
2: I don't know. All I know yeah. is, that, is that the Jets were favored by a point and a half and earlier today uh, when I ran my three games to, to watch article, you know, much more, sorry, must watch games for Steelers fans. Um, and now they are two and a half point underdogs. So whatever's going on there, it's really in flux, but the quarterback situation of Miami isn't great, but, but Jeff, you, you kind of miss something else that they're talking about, but the, the Steelers might not need the jets to win this game.
1: Uh, well, I haven't heard. He's about the eighth team. The, they're
2: talking about that as a possibility. So no anyone? team would oh. get an advantage by having a
1: buy. Have you heard that from anyone other than Florio pro football talk?
2: Um, I have some other places, but I don't know if they heard it from. Only heard it from Florio. I don't know, but uh, Brian should be an expert on this. Uh, Brian, how many? How many teams did they send to the playoffs in 1982 in the strike year?
0: Eight teams per conference, right? Yes. So there were sixteen teams. There was twenty-eight teams in the league back then, and they sent sixteen. And it was a really cool tournament. It started on. It started a couple days after Christmas. I believe it was January 3rd that Steelers were the fourth seed and they played the fifth seed San Diego Chargers. And it was actually a really exciting game, but that was one that they went ahead and did because of that nine game strike season and the cream rose to the top. You didn't really have any, uh, any teams that did not deserve to, uh, be in the Super Bowl. Not there. You had the Dolphins. And you had the uh, the Redskins back then in that Super Bowl, and the uh, the right teams made it.
2: Yeah, yeah so I mean, it's not unprecedented. But I'm like, back to the Jets game. Sorry that I kind of cut off on that. Um, that's, that's that's the wild card. You, you just you really don't know. And but look, last year, did you really ever expect the, the the Jags to beat the Colts? So you don't know what could happen in any of these games. It's nice to watch. We're going to check the scoreboard. I'm really glad that I'm not going to be watching those those games intently because I'm really just going to be focusing on the Steelers game.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's going to be that. – that is the game that scares me the most out of the, the triumphant that, that needs to happen, mm-hmm. and the Steelers winning, the Jets winning, and then the Bills. And, you know, there's some people in the live chat that are already saying if, if it goes into a no contest, could that impact the Bills wanting to rest players? Dave, what do you want to say?
2: They basically didn't – play much last week if you're talking about resting players you're talking about a long layoff there i think and especially with everything the team's gone through i think they want to go out if they rest players i would see it more as a second half of the game rest of players and i think they could just come out and just be an inspired team and just smack new england in the mouth and then just say you know what we're on cruise control
1: what do you think about that game
0: brian I would actually be shocked. I mean, really shocked if uh, Josh Allen and guys like that were like, yeah, I want to sit down. I I don't want to play this game. They want to go out. I mean, I'm speaking for them, yes, but I know the mentality of these players. If they are going to be playing an NFL football game, they want to be out there to honor their injured, fallen teammate.
1: Yes, and they they got great news uh on that front for the, from him. I'm sure that was a a relief that he's cognitively he's fine uh that he was able to respond in written form uh, but he's still considered in critical condition. Uh, it's good news on that front and so positive thoughts still being sent his way and everyone else that's impacted by that in some way. Last question before we move on does regardless of the Steelers game, we'll get to our predictions later in the show. Does everything fall into place that needs to fall into place, in your in your opinion, not counting the Steelers? Brian, we'll start with you. Yeah, I really think it does. Because one thing that you forget about
0: the New York Jets is that's a nasty defense. And realize how tough it was for the Pittsburgh Steelers albeit it was week four I get it that was not the team that they are now but they were suffocating on defense and it was not easy to move the ball against them when they had opportunities to do so the Jets have a good defense they have some young players on that offense and whoever the quarterback is is going to be more experienced than Skylar Thompson on the other side of the ball now, granted, if you have a good game plan, if you're the Miami Dolphins and you're running the football and you're running it well, and you do some, I mean, you've got an offensive genius as your head coach. There's there's some things that you can get done when when you have a Tyreek Hill, when you have a Jalen Waddle, but the running game is not menacing for the for the Dolphins, and I feel like the Jets can take care of business. And wouldn't it be fitting? for a guy like Joe Flacco who doesn't have many NFL starts left in him to go out and have a swan song.
1: Gosh, rescued by Joe Flacco. Could you imagine? Dave, what about you? Do you think that, uh, everything will fall into place?
2: (laughs) Um, Ah, 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 ah.
1: do I think I will?
2: I, it very well could. I mean, I, I love this morning that, that was the way it was favored. I actually like better now that it's not because look at last week, the Steelers were underdogs. Um, The Seahawks were underdogs at home to the jets, but yet those things happened. If everything's favored, I don't really like it. Uh, it's set up to where it's a possibility, but I'm going to keep saying it. I've been saying it a bunch. All that really matters is the Steelers have to do their part. And if it works out great, and if it doesn't, then you've got to realize, hey, next year we got to do better than start off two and six in order to not – so that way we control our own destiny and don't have to depend so much on other things happening.
1: I think I think it does fall their way. I think the Jets find a way to beat the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are just a sinking ship at this point. And uh, I, I think they also have a better defense. I, I like the Buffalo Bills playing inspired football, wanting to go out there and win one for their teammates, win it all for their teammate. So absolutely. I think that, uh, yeah, I think it does break their way. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. But and we're all going to be scoreboard watching. I'm going to be probably having the Sunday ticket app on my phone, watching certain <laughs> games and the Steeler game on the TV. It's going to be crazy. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I want to bring up coach Mike Tomlin for a second. Uh, Dave, you have a clip from the Rich Eisen show that you want to play. I want to bring up a discussion here. I uh, want you to go and play that clip right now for the listeners.
2: All right. Well, the, did you want the Tomlin clip or did you want the making the playoffs clip? Let's do play the them tom- both. Let's
1: play them both. What the yeah.
2: All right. Well, let's do the let's do the one about um who Rich Eisen talked about as the getting in as the last part of the playoffs cuz I actually have that one loaded first. So here it is. Okay. You look at all the teams that are in the mix for this final seed. The one you don't want to face. The one that I think would be the best team heading in with a head of steam is a team with multiple pro bowlers, if not all pro players on defense. An offense with a very stout, big boy pants running back and a whole bunch of young players that just don't know what they don't know. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are really playing well.
1: All right. Yeah, so let's let's go to the other one. I'll, I'll merge them two together for the discussion afterwards.
2: Oh, oh all right, here we go, because um, this this followed this up. Obviously, this was after the other. One. If so. there's anybody in the Steelers hashtag, here we go, world, that needs that reminder, you have a Hall of Fame head coach. And if you think Mike Tomlin isn't all that or shouldn't be around anymore after all this time,
1: you are, with all due respect, dumb. <laughs> uh, with all due respect, calling everyone dumb. Uh, so, yeah. The, so I, what I wanted to bring up, it, we'll talk about the first clip before we get into Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Do you buy what Rich Eisen is selling that the Steelers, we know they're playing their best football right now. And that's something we've all talked about on this show before that you want to be playing your best football, but just because they're playing their best football doesn't mean that they necessarily could go into Buffalo, Kansas city, or even Cincinnati and win a game. Brian, I'll ask you first, do you think the Steelers are the team? If they get in, people are saying, I don't know if I want to play that team in the playoffs.
0: I think they're definitely saying I don't want to play that team in the playoffs. That does not mean that the Steelers will go ahead and uh, beat everybody, but they are in a position right now where they could make it tough on you. That doesn't mean that they're going to go into Kansas City and beat Mahomes and the Chiefs, but they could uh, they could make Mahomes and the Chiefs nervous. They could rattle Josh Allen for a quarter or two and keep it close. They. They're not a team that's going to get blown out like they did in week five or even week eight to the Eagles. They're a team that can play a lot better football because they're figuring out who they are. And when a team knows who they are, guys, they're dangerous.
1: Dave, what do you think? All right. Well,
2: first of all, we got to give a shout out. To uh, what Yin's talking about, they actually had the had that uh, second clip on their show today. That got me looking at the whole segment, and that's what had me read it all, or sorry, listen to it all. What wasn't played here, and sorry, I don't have it set up, is that it said, "Do any of these teams, if if you're going to pick which teams you have to play right now, if you're one of those, you know, if those mainly those top three teams, do you really want to have the Steelers?" He's like, "Do you think Cincinnati?" Really, once once any piece of the Steelers have to come into their house, um again, he's like, not the way they're playing now. And yes, I know the Steelers, the the teams that they've beat, some a lot of them are have had similar records as the Steelers did at the time they played them, and now they don't because the Steelers beat them and took care of business, with the exception of the Baltimore Ravens, who were missing their quarterback. But but I've said it so many times. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? I said, let me get to the end of the regular season. Look at the last four games leading up to it. You look at the team that's playing well. Teams that are three and one or four and zero in their last four games. If the Steelers are going to make it in, they've got to go four and zero in their last four games. You don't want to face a team that's coming in four and zero in their last four games because that's the kind of teams that made a Super Bowl run last year and in previous years the teams that are you know winning most of their games at the end just to get in. It doesn't have to be that you're the number one seed in order to roll through. We saw that last year. You need to be playing your best football at the end. Now, is the Steelers' best football still good enough to take down if they have to run the gauntlet of going to all three of them, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City, in order if they continue to win? That's a big... Really big task, but man, it would be nice to see how they're doing to just even get the first one of those, and see how this team responds to being in the playoffs uh, at this time. That's ultimately what we, what we want to see in order to get the experience to roll into twenty twenty three.
1: Yeah, it's good. they're definitely a team. They're kind of like the antithesis of twenty twenty. When you think back to the Steelers twenty twenty season, they start out eleven and zero, and they just start losing these games. They have to win a crazy game against Indianapolis to be able to get into the playoffs. They just kind of limped in. Uh, the Steelers are hitting their stride, it seems like, right now, and so we'll see how things play out. Let's go to the other clip from Eisen, and that was talking about Mike Tomlin. I'm going to ask you all a simple question and get your thoughts. Do you think this is Mike Tomlin's best coaching job to date? Now remember, he's been he's been here since 07. Brian, we'll start with you. Do you think this is Mike Tomlin's best coaching job of his time in Pittsburgh? No.
0: I do not. And here's the reason why I feel like this is a typical Mike Tomlin coaching job when they start out poorly. I think this is the kind of coaching job that Mike Tomlin will always do when this team is seemingly done at the midpoint of the season. I think this guy, Mike Tomlin, tells his players, all right, there is no end of the season until january and you have the you still have time to turn it around one thing that mike tomlin does better than most of the coaches in this league he's a salesman to his team he gets this team to believe anything if they were in alaska he could sell them on how ice would benefit them because this is my This is what he does. He gets them fired up, and he does a lot more than any of us know. But you know who does know? Guys like Vince Williams that say, you don't understand what he does on the sidelines, even on the offensive side of the ball, when we were down in Jacksonville in this game, and what he does and and how he says to approach it. He's always coaching down there, and we just know what we want to know. But the reason I'm saying it's not – it's not his best coaching season. It's because he's had a lot of best coaching seasons. They're all different, but he always make sure that his team's ready to play. So that means this is another season in the great career of Mike Tomlin.
1: All right, Dave, what are your thoughts?
2: I think Brian summed that up pretty well uh, as it's hard because we don't always acknowledge how good of a job that, that he has done in other years and where people don't always realize it then you're and you're going to get your 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 hashtag fire tomlins in there is that they be- always believe that the steelers have so much talent and they should be doing more look at this roster i mean i i did this against the eagles and I didn't, people said, you should keep doing this every, every week. I'm like, I'd be talking about the same players for the Steelers when the Steelers lost to the Eagles. I'm like, how many players, if these two teams, if you had to make the Stegals again, although they were never technically called the Steagles, they were just affectionately known as the Steagles. If you had to combine those two teams again, how many players would be starting from Pittsburgh roster? It was just a handful. It was not many at all. I mean, TJ Watt was still out, things of that nature. And, And you're like, so you how do you expect a team to win when the other team's roster is like is that much better than yours? I think the questions change now because these players have improved so much, and you want to see players on the rise. And sometimes people don't take people take for granted, they think that the Steelers might have more loaded talent because they look at the bottom line they look at fantasy football positions as much as anything. Sometimes I, I think that, that, that blinds people's reality of looking at a whole team because they look at all, oh, look at these fantasy, fantasy players. I mean, have there really been any really good fantasy players for the Steelers this year in fantasy football? No, not really. So But in the past, like, oh, they they had all these great players and they didn't win with them. Did they really have um, a complete team? But I think we'll get more of an idea of if this is Mike Tomlin's best coaching job. I think it's going to take probably more than a month after the season's over to really look back and dissect it because we were asked this on the Scobro show, is Matt Canada saving his job with what's going on here? And I said – they've probably already decided what they're doing with Matt Canada. There's, you know, there's some people that think that he's already kind of been replaced in how much they're letting him do. And there's really no, that's all speculation. There's not really anything, you know, concrete that that's really the situation. And if that's the case, it's because they knew they were already moving on from him. If the Steelers move on from that Canada, it kind of showed you that they were trying to overcome other things that were going on. There's going to be various things like that, that we might find out more about once the season's over to really understand what was going on. Did we have any clue how bad things were in 2018 when Mr. Third and fifth went nutso and didn't, and, and didn't, and left, didn't sh- basically didn't show up to play the final game when the playoffs were on the line. We had no idea. Some of that, some of these things will, will, will uh, paint the picture a little bit more further down the line. I, so I think this has the potential to be one of the best years of Mike Thomas' coaching career, but I still think that there's going to be more information that we get later.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's the both of you had a lot of good stuff to say. I'm going to go simplify it, and I'm going to say <laughs> that what is the common thing that everyone says about Mike Tomlin when someone says well Tomlin's been to two Super Bowls and won one I nah, did him with cowards players okay a coward and, couldn't do him with cowards then they say uh <laughs> th- then they'll say uh we uh well Tomlin's had no long you know he's never had a losing season well he had a, he's a, he has a future hall of fame quarterback so and everyone points then because you eliminate the cowards players majority you eliminate the quarterback and it brings two seasons 2019-2022 2019, obviously, it was a year Ben blew out his elbow. That defense was really, really good, though. I mean, that was prime Stefan it, Cam Hayward, and a Fitzpatrick trade. He comes in and makes an immediate impact. I think that this season, 2022, I'm going to put above 2019 as Mike Tomlin's best coaching career, but best coaching job, and it could even get better. Remember in 2019, they fell apart down the stretch it's kind of been flip-flop this year. They're finishing strong and and making a case for themselves in the postseason. They also went without the defensive player of the year for the vast majority of the first Seven games. And if you listen to Jeffrey Benedict, read his articles, their winning percentage without... I'm going to say Jeffrey Benedict. Their winning (laughs) percentage without TJ Watt is awful. I mean, forget Ben Roethlisberger. It is awful. And so when you think about how... No, they didn't win a lot of games without T.J. Watt, but they kept the ship afloat, and now they're turning it on. I just think that this has been a phenomenal coaching job. And you listen to players like Miles Jack, who met with media on Thursday, and he talked about being in the same situation, meaning two and six in other areas like Jacksonville. And he said, man, there were people that were just worried about their mortgage. Am I going to get cut? Am I going to have a job next year? He said that was never discussed at two and six. He said Mike Tomlin was only focused on the next game. How are we going to get better? How are we going to improve? And when you hear people from the outside talking, because you can you can listen to players like Cam Hayward. He's been here his entire career. He has nothing but the Steelers culture embedded into his system because he's been here for so long. But then when you hear someone like that talk, you're thinking, man, th- this is unique. This is different. And this is Mike Tomlin. This is not Bill Cower. This is Mike Tomlin, and that's his job. And I, I I just think that it's, by far, in my opinion, his best, his absolute best. Go ahead, Dave. You want to say something?
2: Yeah, now I'm trying to remember what it was <laughs> the, the,
1: that, that it was. I had something, and you know what?
2: It's gone. Oh, no, I would not remember what it was. People, too many fans want to give Mike Tomlin a big butt. Bottom line is, every time you say something about Mike Tomlin, exactly what you're saying, but... Blah 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 blah. Every time, oh well, he's never had a losing season, but and that's it. Remove the butt, take the butt out of it, and just really, really look at the at the individual things. And some people are like, Well, you can't take the butt out of it. Well, 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 do you have to put it in there? Really? So just just look at it on its own merits.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Brian hating dad. Yeah, yeah, I I like big butts and I cannot lie. So yeah. I mean he, <sighs> there's always going to be the butts. I don't have them for my common though. I, once again, I want to go back to the beginning of what I said. Um, and I agree with everything Jeff said. It has been a phenomenal coaching season, but when, when you look, look at it, I think he's put in a bunch of phenomenal coaching seasons and they're, they all look different. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That's a good way to say it. All right. Let's, let's talk about this upcoming game and one Deshaun Watson. And this is the title of the podcast. It's time for the Steelers to welcome Deshaun Watson to the rivalry. It's funny, Deshaun Watson's never beaten the Steelers. And I just knocked on wood for those that are superstitious. Um, and he, when he was with Houston, he never played well. This is going to be a first. So for he, him. he only played once against the Steelers, right? I thought he had more than one start against Pittsburgh, but I could be wrong. I don't if, think if he played he has... on Christmas. If he has one mm-hmm. start, then he's 0-1, and, and he's never beat the Steelers. Yeah, so that, that and, that was, and that was 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he – was that in Pittsburgh? Yes. That game was in Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah. So the Steelers are going to have to, hey, let's trial by fire. Let's see what you're made of. Let's come to Pittsburgh and see what you can do. Uh, Deshaun Watson so far in his time in Cleveland has been – I'm trying to think of the best word to describe it. It's It's been spotty. Uh, It's been rough at times, really rough start. Uh, He had his best game to date so far in last week's win over the Washington Commanders, but it's still not pretty. Even when you watch the highlights, it just is not pretty. So it's going to be interesting. But when you think about Deshaun Watson, and I'm not talking about the -the off-the-field stuff, I'm talking about playing football. Brian, when you think about Deshaun Watson being indoctrinated into this rivalry, what do you think of?
0: Well, I think it's it's exciting because he's a player that, once he gets all of the rust off and he has not because he's throwing at 56% but he got this contract for a reason and it had everything to do with what he did with a Houston Texans team that really isn't that good he now has a running game he's got a fantastic running game he's got a guy in Amari Cooper and he's got some he's got an offensive mind as as a head coach And so he's got a lot that has been added in. I'm kind of thinking that if he gets comfortable, he is going to start getting dangerous. But so far since December 4th, I believe, I'm sorry, December 11th, he has not been Sterling yet.
1: Dave, what do you think about Deshaun Watson?
2: Well, first of all, just to clarify, in 2017, when the Steelers played the Texans on, on Christmas Day, the quarterback that day was one T.J. Yates, mm. and he was, and at one point, uh, one pass was also thrown by one Tyler Heineke. Oh, yeah! So wow, Heineke. Yeah, just throwing that out there so people were 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 curious. I think it's I I don't know if he was on IR, or just injured or, or whatever. What well, what was going on there at the time? But no, he didn't knowledge. play that
0: game. Was Tom Savage? <laughs> wasn't Tom Savage in that game too?
2: No, that was a different. I, no, they, they didn't face Tom Savage in that one. Hmm,
0: okay.
2: So, but but the thing, this, I don't. Did you guys get to watch much of the Commanders game or anything with that at all? No. I didn't. Didn't really feel like. I don't know if that was the commanding win that it that it looked like <laughs> of twenty four to ten commanding win. <laughs> you like that? Um, um. Yeah, um, because I mean. Since Watson took over, they scored 27 points the first game. But remember, I talked about this on Stat Geek a special teams touchdown, two defensive touchdowns, and two field goals, one of which was on a turnover where they didn't even get a first down and kick the field goal. So they really only manufactured three points offensively in that game. They scored 10 against the Bengals, 13 against the Ravens, 10 against the Saints. Then they got 24 against the Commanders. I don't know if they were figuring it out or not, but in in these games, other than the Bengals game, they're very even on their running versus passing. I mean, the last three games, it's crazy how close the numbers are. It was 143 rushing to 140 passing. It was 124 rushing to 125 passing against the Saints. It was 146 rushing to 155 passing against the Commanders that's what they've done the last three games. And it's not a lot going on through the air. So I I don't, and with the Steelers defense playing the way it is, I don't know that the, that, that it almost seems like you're waiting for, Hey, is Deshaun, is it everything going to click with Deshaun Watson and they're going to come out and pound somebody? Um, this is their last chance to show it. And, it doesn't seem like things are really going well in Cleveland, especially if um with the with the report today of Jadevion Clowney saying yeah, this is gonna be my last game. They don't appreciate me around here and they're still playing football. Those are things players don't usually say when there's still games left.
1: That's true. Normally that player doesn't play in the next game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a super chat here. Ann Smith gives us five dollars in his prediction, says prediction Steelers 24. 24- browns 20 we will be giving you our predictions a little bit later but i like that one and thank you very much for the tip we appreciate it i'll tell you what we're going to take a quick break when we come back after this break on the audio side we're going to talk about the injury report we're going to do our over under game our predictions and some trivia if you're watching live on facebook youtube stay tuned we won't get we'll be right back after this All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. Second half, getting you geared up for this week 18 game. It's gonna be a lot of fun at Across Stadium. Let's talk about the injury report because obviously that's gonna be key for the Steelers. Uh pretty lengthy report as I saw. Dave, do you have that information handy?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, sorry, I'm I'm uh reading the the memo that just came out from the NFL.
1: Yeah, the in NFL regards canceled to the, the uh the game between the Bengals and Bills, which is like expected.
2: Yeah, and part of that is because they said it's it would had no implications on who was going to make the postseason. Right. But I mean, it really—if the Bengals beat the Ravens um, in Week 18, then it would it it wouldn't going to affect the the uh, the AFC North um, anyway. But if it was the other way around, you'd be like. They're getting kind of handed the north because they can't lose it now. Anyway, uh, what what is this injury report? Injury report, (laughs) yes, (laughs) yes, injury report. Uh, There's a there's some interesting stuff going on here, and you could say some of it's concerning, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at DEFCON five yet, right, Jeff? DEFCON
1: Um, one. Defcon 1 is the worst. Defcon 5 is always well. I only well.
2: said that because you explain it every time, and yet you still get people that think that Defcon 5 is bad. Yeah. Uh, so even if it's like, oh, man, it's so bad. It's Defcon 10. I'm like, no, that would be like – That would be super That great. would be yeah. – That would be um, – New rainbows good. and unicorns. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Let's get back to it. Deontay Johnson, after not practicing Wednesday – full participant Thursday. Good news. Trey Norwood. I didn't expect this. He was limited on Thursday. So there's a possibility with him. I just assumed he was going to be out again this week after he didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, Najee Harris was back to practice on Thursday after he was rested on Wednesday. You know, he he ran the ball a lot, took a lot of hits. It was the Ravens. What he, You know, you kind of expect people to be dinged up a little bit. Arthur Millett's missed the last two practices due to illness. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick did not practice either day because of his ankle coach Talvin said he didn't expect it to affect the game. I thought maybe he would be back as a limited participant Thursday, but maybe they're just saying, you know what? We're just going to rest him even more. But if you think the Steelers were resting a lot of players, wait till you get to the, to the Browns injury report. James Pierre full participant in the NFL's concussion protocol both days. So, uh, wouldn't be shocked if he comes out of that. Uh, miles Jack did not practice either day. I wouldn't be shocked if they say, you know what, uh, if you are if you go to get going and you're just going to get injured in-game, we might just keep you out of this one. Um, Kevin Dodson came back as a full participant Thursday after missing Wednesday with a shoulder. Larry Ogunjobi, no surprise with his toe. He missed both days. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't practice Friday and still plays in the game. Um, Cam Hayward got his typical Thursday day of rest and another new one for Thursday. Alex Highsmith showed up limited with an ankle. Now, the only thing that's concerning, not the only thing, but the biggest concern with this would be, did this happen in practice? Because sometimes when you get those limited in a practice, it's because something happened in practice and then they couldn't finish practice. It could be that it's – I'm not saying this with Highsmith, but just, just in general for an injury, it could be um, on – there was – you' got five minutes left in practice – you kind of stepped on stepped funny and you're like, Oh man, my ankle. they like, cause you know, just sit off these last few reps that could be limited or it could be someone in practice. They had to get carried off on a stretcher and therefore, because they were part of part of practice, it was limited. You don't know where it falls. So got to look on Friday to see if that's something to be concerned about or not.
1: Yeah. Um, I actually am not concerned about this injury report too much. Uh, there was only, you know, I was kind of expected. I think I think Minka, even if he doesn't practice, could still play. I don't think there's any way he's not playing in this game. Uh, Brian, what are you? What about you? When you think about the injury report, I'm with you on this one. Not much
0: concerns me. I, you know, I feel you get to this point of the season where you have some trends, and one of the trends, like Dave just mentioned, don't worry about Larry O. That toe, he's gonna go because he's always going to be on the injury report this season, and he balls out and uh, he plays through pain or whatever is going on with him. One thing I wanted to bring up, and of course it's not on the injury report because his window is open, but it's interesting to see and to wonder what might happen with a guy like William Jackson Third If they feel he's healthy enough, do you fellas think that you possibly see this guy
1: play? I mean, I'll, I'll say that the Steelers have never, uh, that's a non-kicker, they like started someone the same week that I can think of um they did with Boswell this this you know so they when they restart the when they start the 21 day window I don't think they've ever brought that guy onto the 53 man roster that isn't a kicker um Dave am I correct in that line of recently
2: attention? recently yeah. I think you know Bud ever Dupree, since ever, isn't
1: that one of them well, someone said Bud Dupree did one time
2: I yeah i cuz i i think since they shortened it to four weeks, or sorry, four yeah. games, four games, because if the bye weeks in there, count, it doesn't count as, count as one, because it used to be eight. And when it was eight, sometimes you're like, all right, we're ready to get this player back now. And they came back right yeah. after eight, came back to practice. And then was ready to play that week since they shortened it to four, which has only been, what was it last year? And this year, I think it is maybe um, the it's cause then I, I think it was six at one point in there. I, I, I can't remember cause they've changed it so much um, that, that they haven't, that they haven't done that. It would, it basically would be a player who they, who if they're bringing them back at the very earliest, they could bring them back to practice then they would have them activated for the game. The fact that William Jackson could have been brought back to practice several weeks ago and wasn't, and they waited until this week. That's something that doesn't bode well for them adding him this week.
1: Yeah. I think if anything, maybe Akella witherspoon gets added this week. Yeah. Um, Because his window was started last week. He played awful against the Browns in week three. That was when he re-injured his hamstring or was that when he, that's when he injured it the first time that was when he injured his hamstring. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't think so. If I'm putting money down, I'm not putting money on um, William Jackson being activated. To answer your question, um, Dave, I'll say when we go to the other side of the docket here for the injury report with the Browns, if they're just resting players, don't even read their name. Like just yeah. talk about players that are actually hurt.
2: Yeah, because that's they they they've had players that have rested both Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. So for people that are like, oh no, they didn't practice at all. That's what the Browns are doing too. They're even just listing them as rest. For example, I'll just give you one. Actually, I'll give you two because there were two right off the off the top. Uh, both the guard uh, Joel Batonio and Jadevion Clowney that's two players that that's an example that they just haven't practiced at all this week. That's not uncommon when you're talking about the 18th week, which this is only the second season we've had a chance to talk about the 18th week. Um, But, but you've got like um, uh, Conklin didn't practice with an ankle. Um, Amari Cooper says not injury related rest slash hip. So I don't know how you could say both not injury related and listed injury. That's, but the Steelers do that, too. He was limited on, on Thursday. Um, let's see. Miles Garrett was another rest. Here we go. Um, running back. Is that David Johnson? It's D. Johnson. I, I don't know which Johnson. I don't they know have. why the
1: Steelers. Didn't the put Ernest.
2: First names. The Ernest Johnson. Thank you.
1: What was that, Jeff? I don't know why the Steelers didn't put first names on the. I know. It's just- I don't know. Um, I love that. But, I love that organization, man. Yeah. Love him Love. Him <laughs> but he depth. was
2: he was limited with the shoulder. Uh, Ward, the cornerback. I think I said it one. Shelby was a safety, but no, he's a cornerback. Um, shoulder did not practice. Um, personal reason. Yep. Yeah, that was Denzel. There was a guard Forbes that missed for a personal reason. Um, center um, is that? I don't even know. I think it's the reserve POCIC see. I don't know. Illness didn't play. And um, defensive end, I, Thomas Foote, did not practice. Thanks for the first name stealers. I
1: appreciate it. Gosh. <laughs> Intern was trying to get to thirsty Thursdays early. I don't have time for first names. Let's go. We got to go. <laughs> 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 it's tequila cowboys, baby. Todd Haley's there another night. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's move on to the over-under game. Uh, Brian, do you have the updated ranks? Yes, I do. Um, I am
0: still leading, but I'm only leading by one because I had a terrible week last week. Jeff had a fantastic week. Jeff's in second. And then Dave is behind Jeff by two. So anything can happen this week.
2: See, that's all because you guys made me do the quarterback thing last week oh, and didn't dude, do it the other time against the Ravens, day. or else yeah.
1: that, that cost me too. Do you, do you want some cheese with that wine? Yeah, or what? of course. I mean, little, bring out the little uh, violin as you cry about it? Because you could Absolutely. have picked either way. You didn't have to pick the over. And you just we- chose you and if I we mean, go back
2: you, in time go, you go back and say this jeff you're like oh well because i did this you know dave has to take the over this time
0: i didn't say that <laughs>
2: yes you did go back it's on tape
0: jeff keep your receipts yes but you know <laughs> what dave i'm siding with jefferson because you had every opportunity we said go ahead you brought it up and you're yeah. like no 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 it won't be
1: fair to you guys
0: well you you would have won it
1: there is no fair in the over-under game Dave. exactly I'll tell you. That every now and then, there's an over/under that I'm like, no. I, I go out on a limb and I get it, and I'm super proud of it. It was last week. Baltimore's team rushing yards is 125 and a half. Oh
0: my! And <laughs> so I took the really under good. I took
1: the under. Yeah. And they got what like 120. Yes, I was like, yeah, 120 exactly. I'm so Proud
0: of that one. <laughs> I think you just go to Vegas, man, and you just uh, if be they're hiring. I,
1: if they're hiring, I'm all about it. All right. Um, right, let's get this show on the road. Let's start off with uh, Rock to the Nodge. We didn't do KP8 last week. We're not doing it this week either. Uh Najee Jerome Harris, his full name is what we use here. Rushing yards, 80 and a half yards. 80 and a half. Dave, over under. Over. All right. What about you, Brian? Over. I too am thinking over. My only hesitation was if Jalen Warren is going to eat into his total a little bit, but I'm going to go over, I think. Rock to the Nage is going to be a a theme for this week. Let's go to the next one. Pittsburgh Steelers, total rushing yards, total rushing yards. One little egregious here. I have 135 and a half, 135 and a half. Dave, what do you think? Sorry,
2: I'm still reading this memo. uh, What was 135 and a half?
1: about the memo, 135 and a half.
2: Oh, I got 135 and a half. I didn't get the question. No, team
1: Steelers rushing yards as a team. Okay, one thirty-five.
2: I'm going over with that as well.
1: Okay, what about you, Brian? I'm actually going to go under. I'm going to go over. I think I think KP eight might get some rushing yards here that might tip the scale a little bit. How about this one? This is a fun one. We always love this one. A uh, little Deontay Johnson touchdown action. DJ touchdown. That's a set at a half. He hasn't hit pay dirt yet. Dave, does he do it this week or not? Oh my. Last week would um, be over. Um, I'm going under. Oh, okay, Brian. I'm I'm going over. I think he he's got to get one one of these times. Welcome to the club, Dave. It's the under club. DJ's not scoring again, so <laughs> I've got the under. Yeah. All right, let's. Go. I, I, go if you guys
2: listen to Stat Geek, you know over the last three games, the 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 uh, the Browns have the best pass defense in the NFL.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it just takes one good rub route in the red zone, yep. and he scores. Yep. <laughs> so, all right, let's go. Yeah, Pat,
2: how goes. much you want to bet? The, the The Browns are like, we'll triple team this guy in the red zone just to make sure he doesn't get a touchdown against us. As Maybe. his only one.
0: So. No, Maybe. they're doing it. They would be <laughs> they're, doing they're, it.
2: They're, they're going to let Fire Booth run with nobody on him just because they don't want DJ to get one.
0: No, the
1: the, the Browns <laughs> listen to
0: the show, and then they're going to do it just to screw me. Yeah.
1: To explain the over under Thomas Riley asks how do you get a half a touchdown? Well you don't. That's so you have to pick one That's or the, the other. Hook. You either yeah, the, that you way you can't over or under. Yeah, there's no push. Yeah. Okay, uh Pat for yards. Total yards for Pat Frymuth, 45 and a half. Dave, what do you think?
2: Didn't he didn't he lead them in yards yeah. last week and didn't for, even
1: get 40. No, no one like 37, got over 47 I think. Yeah,
2: no one got over 40. This this week Fryermuth, you said what did what'd you say? That 40 Fryer-Muth
1: receiving yards,
2: 40 what you 45, said?
1: 45 and a half. 45 and a half.
2: Um, I'm going to
0: go over right. and I'll explain that later. All right, Brian, I like the over on this as well because I really think that if that is the best passing defense, then over the middle, Fryermouth is going to thrive.
1: I'm going to join you all with over, I'm thinking around 50. Let's go uh defensive takeaways, defensive takeaways. One and a half. Dave, what do you think?
2: I am going to go. Ooh, we'll go under. I'm going to go one.
0: All
1: right, Brian. I'm actually going to go over. I, I like the two. I'm going to go under with one as well. Let's talk the last one. Steelers sacks of Mr. Watson. I just have the line set at a modest two and a half. Dave, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go under with two. Okay. What about you, Brian? I am going under with two. Going over three. Going over with three. Did you get all that, Brian? Any I, any repeated? I, I've got it all. Look at that. Look at that. There you go. All right. What is the current spread before we get into our prediction? The current
2: spread is the Steelers by two and a half mm. and the over under is 40.5. <laughs> oh, man,
0: 40.5.
1: Yeah. Yep. Gosh, I look at my score and it's hysterical. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dave, why don't you go ahead and go first? What's your prediction? How do you see it shaking out?
0: All
2: right. Um, I see it shaking out. The Steelers are at home and they're fa- facing the Browns. Now, the only difference is it's not, it's not Ben Roethlisberger at home. And if you listen to Ben Roethlisberger, um, on his podcast this week uh, where he uh, gave some praise to, to Kenny Pickett. He kind of also took a shot at the Browns. He's like, but the Steelers get the Browns at home this week. So he's basically already – Ben Roethlisberger has it chalked up as the win, but it's not Ben Roethlisberger who's owned the Browns for forever. But you know what? I think it's Kenny Pickett's turn to own the Browns. I'm going Steelers victorious 24-13. to 13.
1: Ooh, okay. I like it. I like it. What about you, Brian? What's your prediction? What's your score? You know, I haven't broken out the uh, magical 29, and I'm going
0: to do it today. <laughs> Steelers 21, the Browns
1: 24. Wait, wait, wait. You have the Steelers losing? Steelers 29. Oh, 29? That's where he at 21. All right. So well, 29 that's not magical. The 29's yeah. magical. No, I just probably misheard. So twenty-nine. The unicorn 24. of scores. Yeah. All right. I'll take 29 points. That's fine. I have this, I have the over barely and I've got the Steelers. I I, don't, I hate to say this point total would be like a breakout game for the offense, but that's where we are at this stage. I have the Steelers winning 24 to 17, 24 to 17. Oh, so close pretty to close up. to Dave's. Um, I think barely.
2: that's barely over. Right.
1: It is, yeah. Yeah, that's 41. <laughs> that's why I laughed when you said that the overunders are yeah. 40 and a half. Yeah. Uh, now, for me, I, I said this to my dad, and I talked about this on Let's Ride uh, for Friday morning. I, I remember a game. You guys might remember the year. The Steelers played the Browns, I want to say, in week 16. It was right around the holidays, right around Christmas time, and they beat the living daylights out of that team. Was, I think it was like 48 to nothing. I mean, it was – What year is that?
0: Christmas Eve, 2005. That is the game that James Harrison spiked the fan.
1: Yeah. And so the, the headline the next day in the newspapers was seasons beatings (laughs) and it was just a a bloodbath. I told my dad, give me a game like that. I would love nothing more (laughs) than a game where the Steelers just beat the living daylights out of the Browns where we can all kind of sit back and say, this one's in the bag. Let's really scoreboard watch and let's make sure that you know the Steelers get in. We shall see. Uh but yeah, I'm not sure if it's gonna happen. hey
0: gentlemen. you <laughs> mind takes it out? Do you <laughs> mind if I do something here?
1: Sure. I don't know if you could see it right there. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: nice. You yes. got
1: autograph. It.
2: What, you, what yeah, that that's great.
1: That hey, fan got kicked out of that. That fan was like banned from Browns games for life. You
2: can't <laughs> run on the field. That's oh, what's going to yeah. happen if you go on the field.
1: Yeah, but he got suplexed by a player. Like I feel like that's punishment enough. I mean, well, I mean then everyone will run on the so, field and get suplexed yeah. by a player. You know, that's yeah. the, that's the fitting punishment.
0: Yeah, Jeff,
2: Jeff I I really want to read this because because I this is crazy, and 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 you guys might want to read this. This is this is the scenarios that the NFL is putting out there of what they're going to do with various things. And this is from and, the league. This is not this like is from the league. This is scenario three. Um. Uh, or, or no, that there was three scenarios under number one. This is number two of various things. It says, if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in week 18, it will have defeated Cincinnati, a divisional opponent, twice, but will not be able to, to host a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher winning percentage for a 16-game schedule than Baltimore will for a 17-game schedule if baltimore defeats cincinnati and if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild card game against one another the site for that game would be determined by a coin toss oh my god if Crazy. cincinnati wins the week 18 game or if baltimore and cincinnati are not scheduled to play one another in the wild card round the game sites would be determined by the regular scheduling process so the bengals are the afc north champions they are going to get that seed whether they win this game or not but if they lose this game to the ravens and they get matched up against the ravens in the wild card they're not going to give the home game to cincinnati they will coin flip it
1: reminds me of the scene (laughs) in the movie it reminds me of the scene in the movie friday night lights when when permian's trying to get into the playoffs and it's a coin toss And that's how they figure out who gets it. So
2: Cincinnati does have something to play for. They want to play to beat the Ravens so a coin toss cannot come into it. If they beat the Ravens, no matter what, they host a game in in the first
1: round. That dreadful field. Man, that field is bad luck. (laughs) Gosh, it's bad luck. Um okay, that's interesting oh. stuff. All right. Uh do we have abbreviated trivias tonight, Brian? Yeah, I've I've got a quickie. So
0: this guy played for both of the Steelers and the Browns. Joe who... Hayden. Oh, yes, Dave wins.
1: All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Joe Hayden. <laughs> I just went for it. <laughs> this gentleman, upon being drafted by the Pittsburgh. <laughs> Can I I get rid of Dave here? Can I just take him off the screen? Yeah, sure. Go for it. (laughs) Uh, So this gentleman, upon being drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, said congratulations to the head coach. You just drafted the best linebacker in the league, and I believe it was in the fifth round, and he was a gentleman that played for Florida A&M. Who is he? He was known as the hitman. Played for the Steelers
2: out of Florida A&M. Yes. The only, I was going to say Florida A&M, no, or was it Florida? James Pierre, is he Florida A&M or Florida International?
0: He's Florida Atlantic, isn't he? Or whatever it is. Yeah, I
2: just there's so many of those Florida whatevers.
0: I have no clue. This, this gentleman th- also played in the famous snow game for the Browns. That the Steelers won thirty six to thirty
2: three. When was that game again?
1: Two thousand and
0: one, two thousand three season. Okay, it was, yeah. the famous. But two thousand
1: two was it? Two thousand two season, two thousand three. Yeah, it was in two thousand three.
2: Mm. Uh, so I'll, I'm just trying to think of someone who played for both the Steelers and the Browns. I have no idea. The Florida A and M. Um, He wore the number
0: 50. That's got to be Holmes, right? Ernie Hitman Holmes. Mm. I didn't know he he was called Hitman. I don't remember that. He's also a guy that said, I should have listened to Bill Cowher. I felt underappreciated and I left. He said, you will not get the same treatment from the Roonies anywhere else. And you really need to stick around. Wasn't
2: he drafted the same year as Orpheus Roy?
0: Yes, 96. (laughs)
2: I went for Orpheus Royal that one. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, well, if he was in that snow game, he might've been the one that was responsible for trying to tackle Chris Fumatu Mafala on the draw and oof. didn't get the job done. All right. That's good. I didn't know that. All right. Is that it for you, Brian? That's it. All right, Dave, you're up.
2: Okay. I'm up. Mine is, is not nearly as, um, you know, this is our, our inebriated, I mean, abbreviated, <laughs> um, <laughs> um <laughs> Trivia for tonight, and, and it's this. Oh Look, my gosh!
0: I'm sorry. What? I just realized I called him Ernie Holmes. It was Earl Holmes. Oh. But I knew that. I just I okay. Just got...
2: I didn't know if he had a different nickname.
0: I, I didn't mean to. Sorry for that, first.
2: Oh, that's that's or quite no, wait, all right, did I, Brian.
0: Did I call him Earl Holmes? I, I now I got to go
1: back and let's, listen. Let's move on. With, <laughs> let's move on with our lives. Here we go. All right.
2: <laughs> um, the the Pittsburgh Steelers have the opportunity in this final game to to finish the season with three three players getting 800 yards or more receiving. Who already has over 800 yards receiving for the Steelers this year?
1: I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson.
2: Deontay Johnson's got 844. Who are the next two that have a chance to get to
1: 800, and how close do you think they are? Pat Fryermuth and George Pickens. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would say that Fryermuth is closer than Pickens. I'll say that Fryermuth needs, let's say, fifty.
0: Fryermuth is very close. He is. I, I'm going to agree with uh, Jeff that he's in the 700s.
2: They are both in the 700s. They're actually only separated by three yards. Wow. Seven thirty-two to seven twenty-nine. So therefore, that means Pat Fryermuth needs needs six sixty-eight yards, while George Pickens needs seventy-one yards. Um, in order to reach 800 for the season. My question is, what player on the Pittsburgh Steelers ha- has the least amount of receiving yards, but still more than zero? They actually have receiving yards, but they don't. But who has the least amount of receiving yards this year? Is it uh, Gunnar Uh Oh, no. Gunnar's up there uh, pretty good, man. Zach- Zach- fifty-three. Derek Wadden. Derek Watt is one of three players tied for the next to lowest. Derek Watt has 11 receiving yards on five receptions. Miles Boykin. Miles Boykin also has 11 receiving yards on two receptions.
0: Jeff said Zach Gentry.
2: No, no, Gentry's over 100. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Gentry. um, Gentry's
2: got more than Hayward.
1: Three more yards than Hayward. And Hayward had a 45-yard catch in one game. Yeah. Um, Deontay Johnson. No,
0: um, <laughs> Benny <laughs> Snell
1: football.
2: Benny Snell is actually ahead of these guys. He's got 17. Ant <laughs> Mac. Anthony McFarland in his one game had two receptions for. 11 yards oh, so oh. therefore he's the other 11 yarder Jeez. you are missing the player <laughs> with the least amount of yards
0: oh no it, it, it's not connor hayward because he had well, the Cody white <laughs> cody white one reception for two <laughs> yards i started
1: <laughs> i didn't even that. know he
2: dressed yes no, he had just, hayward, he one a,
1: reception for two yards he's a practice <laughs> squad elevation for one game yeah. I oh,
2: Schultz had a good guess. He said Kenny Pickett, you know. The <laughs> um, but but no, it, it, that, that was actually a really good guess. No, it was not it was not Kenny Pickett, but um because no, because Kenny Pickett didn't catch because Najee Harris threw a four yard pass in
1: there to someone. I can't remember who got that one. Um yeah, I think that was a wildcat kind of like that pop pass.
2: Yeah, well, remember uh Chase Claypool has, (laughs) has, has a touchdown throw this year. Yeah. And not even with the, he's not even with the Steelers anymore, but no, I was wondering if you guys knew had the lowest yards. So there you go. All done.
1: All right. Perfect. Let's do final thoughts, Brian, go for it. We never thought we
0: were going to be in this position, but there were a lot of us that said, Hey, remember, we've seen this movie before. It's probably not going to happen, but Mike Tomlin's the kind of guy that could get him there. We talked about Mike Tomlin earlier in this show. And Mike Tomlin is the one getting him there. So you might find a lot of things not to like about Mike Tomlin. I'm not going to convince you at this point in his career to go ahead and change your opinion. I just know that there's a lot of coaches that when you start out two and six, you're either being fired or you're just phoning it in and you have lost the team. This man never loses his team. And that's why I think he is one of the one of the three greatest coaches in the last fifty years in Pittsburgh.
1: All right, very good. Dave, <laughs>
0: final thoughts.
2: What, what, what was that last line?
0: I, he, was,
2: I, he was one of the three greatest
0: coaches in the last fifty years.
2: <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if Jeff appreciated I, that when he was I there. had
1: to try it. <laughs> Uh, I I, I, I was doing something on another tab, and I just heard him finish. I was like, "All right, Dave, go ahead."
2: No, all right. (laughs) I was saying several weeks ago, I didn't have lofty expectations of the Steelers making the postseason because I didn't expect them to go four and zero in the last quarter. They still haven't. They still have to go four and zero, but I thought that was a really big ask. But as this is going on, the Steelers are coming through. and that's why I'm so excited. So that's why I didn't have, like I said, hey, I'm not I'm not setting up these crazy expectations to make the, the postseason. But now it's it's just becoming a reality more and more every week. Whether or not the Steelers make the playoffs, isn't as big of uh, of a story for the entire season. For me, as if they win this game or not. If the Steelers win this game and don't make the playoffs, it's still a team that finished the season 4-0, on the rise, everything else. If the Steelers don't, you know, they obviously can't make the playoffs if they don't win this game. But if they don't make the playoffs and they don't win this game, It's, oh, they couldn't quite get there. They couldn't quite get over 500. You know, they finished pretty strong, but they couldn't take care of Cleveland at home. It's going to change everything. This game is actually pretty important. I'm still not one that really feels the need to have that, you know, no losing season streak. Uh, It's crazy. It's great. But that's also not the standard. The standard isn't to, to not have a losing season. That's why I'm not worried about it. But... That eight and nine versus nine and eight really is going to to give it goes really big into the perception of what this season's going to ultimately be. So for this team to to finish off strong, finish nine and eight. And if other things don't go your way, then other things don't go your way. That's gotta be the goal. And then you just sit back and say, hopefully, scoreboard watching pays off.
1: It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be stressful, I'm sure. And hopefully we have another one of these Steelers previews next week where we're actually looking at another game. And we'll be back either way. But still, hopefully we're actually previewing another game. But a good show, gentlemen. And we will be back, all three of us, on the post-game show after the game on Sunday. So make sure you check us out there. Other than that, Dave, you know how to send us out. Hey. See you next week, folks. Go Steelers.
0: Everybody else gets a little tight.